Former President Trump receives a big endorsement from Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Javier Malay stuns the left by winning the presidential election in Argentina. Plus, House Speaker Mike Johnson begins the release of January 6th footage. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with former President Trump and a major endorsement that came down over the weekend from a major state, which is facing a major crisis. I'm talking about my home state of Texas and our governor, Greg Abbott, who during a trip to the border endorsed former President Trump in his bid to replace Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. And what a perfect venue for Governor Abbott to make such an endorsement. The crisis at America's southern border is a major concern for Americans, not just in border states, but around the entire country, because illegal immigration, which we are seeing in historic record-setting numbers, affects prices, affects wages, affects education, affects security, affects our culture, and so much more. Flood America with millions upon millions of migrants and watch the system collapse. That's the goal. And the one person standing in the way of all this is Trump. Here's the former president on what America is facing. We had the most secure border in our history. Now we have the most unsecure border in the history. I believe really of the world. I don't think there's ever been a country in history that's had a border where millions and millions and millions of people are flowing into our country. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. Just think about it. Office holders swear an oath to defend the Constitution, to enforce America's laws. And Biden and Mayorkas and others are doing the exact opposite. They refuse to defend America from drugs, gangs, human traffickers, terrorists, and others who have no desire to become Americans, to contribute to the betterment of America. Not only are these people not being stopped by the Biden administration, the administration is encouraging these people to come here. Here's more from Trump. It's a, a tremendous honor to get that endorsement in particular because he really stepped up. He stepped up to the plate. He's doing the job of what the federal government is supposed to be doing. And I'm just telling you, Mr. Governor, I am going to make your job much easier. And here's the thing. When Trump says something like he will make Abbott's job easier, people believe it because he's done it before. Trump took border security seriously because as an American official, you're supposed to. People are sick and tired of these blank stares from Biden, Mayorkas, and Harris. These people won't even admit there's a crisis. They just stare off into space, betting that the American people will be swayed into voting for them. But now, the political landscape is different. People have been living under failed policies on issue after issue, and when they see the fallout from Biden's open borders, they are realizing that addressing the border should be one of the president's top priorities. Yeah, a recent Fox News poll also found that 69% of voters are either very or extremely concerned about border security. Mike Pompeo was on with Maria Bartiromo yesterday, and he also pointed out that it took Hamas over a year to pl plan their attack on Israel, and those very plans could be happening inside our country right now. This endorsement from Governor Abbott won't really change Trump's poll numbers. He already has a commanding lead. But what it does is remind people that there is an issue that they care about deeply. That's border security. And you had Trump that was doing something about it. And Biden, who isn't? Those kinds of contrasts are something the Biden team can't counter. And that's why their only fallback is to label Trump and his supporters as extremists. 
Dividing the country is their only tactic. It is the playbook of the left, and the American people are rejecting it. All right, next let's talk about election results. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about the election victory in Argentina for economist and populist Javier Malay. In politics, there are so many ups and downs. And it seems that with the rise of the left over the decades, the downs have outnumbered the ups. Well, the presidential election in Argentina is one of the ups. It's one of the ups that the world will notice. And that can hopefully inspire other nations to throw off the suffocating blanket of the left so that freedom and liberty and economic opportunity can thrive. This weekend marked the runoff election for Argentina's president. And if you were looking for the candidate to support, all you had to do was watch the media coverage and see who was labeled as the right-winger with extreme policies. That, my friends, is Malay. But rather than buying the media narrative, the Argentinian people voted for Malay by a margin of 56 to 44%. Here's the story. Millet's victory marks a watershed moment for Argentina's political system. One where it turns away from its traditional model to another that's completely different. In his victory speech, Millet pledged to reverse Argentina's economic decline with radical change. See what I mean? There's not a story out there about Millet that doesn't have words like radical or extreme. And yet he won by a double-digit margin. We are seeing that sentiment growing in America too. Leftist policies have crippled the economy, cost jobs, poisoned our education system, and turned the media into the propaganda arm of the left. It's more than past time for a change. Here's more. The situation in Argentina is critical. The changes our country needs are drastic. There is no room for gradualism. There is no room for lukewarmness. There is no room for half measures. Millet's policy program, if implemented, could lead to the closure of Argentina's central bank, the replacement of the peso with the US dollar, and Argentina turning its back on its main trading partners, Brazil and China. Yes, yes, and a triple yes. These are the kind of allies America wants and needs. Make no mistake, China, with its communist leadership, has been way ahead of the game in trying to build coalitions and alliances meant to spread communism and attack the West. America is the check on global communism, which leads to the destruction of nations and the suffering of people. America needs leaders like Malay, and we should do everything we can to help ensure his success, because the left is ready to swallow up nations at any opportunity. Also closer to home, there was a sweep of elections in Louisiana for the Republican Party. Just as Virginia was being painted as some sign that Democrats are on the rise, the GOP scored big in the Louisiana elections and now hold all statewide offices for the first time since 2015. As reported by the Epic Times, statewide runoff elections were held on Friday and Republicans won races for Attorney General, Secretary of State, and State Treasurer. Republican Jeff Landry won the governorship earlier this month by winning outright without a runoff. Great news for Louisiana, and hopefully this is a sign of things to come in 2024. All right. Next, House Speaker Mike Johnson has created a meltdown in the media by announcing the release of all 44,000 hours of footage from January 6, 2021, which those on the left love to call an insurrection. From what's been released so far, 
The narrative from those on the right and those who were at the Capitol that day is greatly supported in that many, many people were simply just walking around the Capitol, and some of those people were the ones arrested. We also see law enforcement officials engaged in very suspicious behavior, and those officials must be held accountable. The House Speaker Mike Johnson announcing just a little while ago that all of the January 6th security tapes, surveillance footage in and around the U.S. Capitol from that day, is being made available to the public. Here's what he said as that was released. Quote, I am keeping my promise to the American people and making all the January 6th tapes available to all Americans. As I mentioned, the announcement by Speaker Johnson in the release of video footage is causing a panic among Democrats and those on the left. They already painted a picture that they want the American people to believe. Rather than releasing all the footage, the stacked anti-Trump House January 6th committee chose selective clips and dismissed the rest. Now, many questions will need to be answered, but at least one Democrat is hoping that we don't play politics with the footage. Look, what I know is that um, the Speaker, along with the House majority, uh, don't believe that there was any type of insurrection or attack that happened on January 6th. And it's it's shameful that they continue to politicize uh, what was an attack on our government and our nation's capital. Uh, they want to release more information. They want to release more info. Fine, release uh, release information that um, that can that can create a, a a broader picture. But we've all seen the video. We've all seen the tapes. We've all seen the reporting done by you and so many other news organizations. Uh, we know that there was a violent attack on the Capitol, egged on by Donald Trump, and now enabled by this Republican majority. That was California Democrat Representative Robert Garcia, who interestingly says that more information is good. It helps paint a broader picture, but not this information, not footage that truly does paint a broader picture. It's pathetic. I invite you to start pouring through the videos. In particular, I reposted a clip on X, which clearly shows law enforcement officials firing into a crowd of peaceful protesters. They weren't rioting at all. It's a heartbreaking clip when you consider that people were arrested for standing around, arrested for walking around, arrested and thrown in jail for peacefully protesting. Yes, some became violent, but why are there people in jail who did nothing wrong? Start watching this footage and more importantly, start asking questions and demanding answers from our elected officials. Government is supposed to serve the people, not target them, not suppress them, and certainly not throw them in jail. All right, next, here's some rapid-fire headlines from around the country. First, a judge in California has suspended the enforcement of diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, rules instituted by the California Community College System. As reported by the Gateway Pundit, these DEI rules establish specific criteria to evaluate employees on their, quote, demonstrated or progress toward proficiency in diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility competencies that would enable work with diverse communities, end quote. This led to a lawsuit filed by a history professor who said that he and other professors were penalized for espousing conservative views. A judge agreed and has at least temporarily blocked the DEI program on First Amendment grounds of freedom of speech. Then, the New York Times has come out with a breaking news story, something profound that no one had known before. Not really. Instead, the Times has put out a story saying that school closures were bad and hurt childhood development. Oh, really? The New York Times op-ed titled, The Startling Evidence on Learning Loss is In, and it reads in part, quote, the evidence is in now, or the evidence is now in, and it is startling. The school closures that took 50 million children out of classrooms at the start of the pandemic 
may prove to be the most damaging disruption in the history of American education. It also set student progress in math and reading back by two decades and widened the achievement gap that separates poor and wealthy children. Wow, nothing like stating the obvious. There's nothing new here. We knew the science. We knew the facts about children and COVID. And yet through authoritarian practices, schools were shut down and everyone suffered. Finally, Kevin McCarthy is back in the news saying that Representative Matt Gates, the man who single-handedly led the charge to oust McCarthy, will likely face the threat of expulsion from Congress like Republican Representative George Santos is facing. McCarthy, who's the only Speaker of the House in the history of the country to be removed from office, said that the GOP con conference, quote, would probably be better united to be able to move forward and get all this done, end quote, referring to the removal of Gates. I don't know, but it sure sounds like McCarthy is trying to stay relevant at a time when Speaker Johnson, Gates, and others are actually trying to get things done. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that and the holidays, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.